welcome to this week's Master Instructor Roundtable. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host Marty Miller. Marty, how are you? Great, thanks, Wendy. How are you doing today? So good. And we are live today and we're doing something a little off topic. We're going to talk about some of our favorite famous quotes. I'm excited for today. I've always been kind of um, reading inspirational things and, you know, I read it one way and then I'm like, you know, I can apply that over here. So hopefully that, uh, you know, we'll go through the quotes, but also maybe how these can be a source of inspiration for you and or your clientele. Yeah. And I, I really liked how these are um, some quotes that Marty actually found and put together. I mean, I kind of live by the patience is a virtue. Like that's kind of my tagline these days, um, especially with the different things that I do in my jobs and, and having to have meetings with a lot of different people. And so sometimes you just have to be very patient and very happy. But then also one of my go-tos that are not part of this, but I always say to myself each and every day that keys to success is, um, is failure. That's a Michael Jordan quote for those of you guys that don't know that. But, uh, you know, sometimes you have to fail to succeed because if you don't fail, you never succeed, right? <laughs> you got to keep learning. Got to keep trying. True. It's just an opportunity every single time, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if you look at some of our topics for today or things that we're going to discuss, how do you find motivation? Marty and I discuss this every morning, bright and early when he is actually doing his corrective exercise strategies and I'm driving to work. Um, he finds his motivation early in the morning and I have to try to find my, <laughs> my inspiration by the end of the day. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to talk about motivating your clients. That's such a huge part of what we do, especially the personal and the personal training. And then can you hijack any common philosophies that we talk about? Yeah. And even if you look at this quote here by Zig Ziglar, yes, it just makes sense the way he describes it, right? You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. That is something that we can talk to our clientele with that, you know, are maybe intimidated about fitness. They've have, you know, failed in the past or they have some, you know, psychological barrier they're worried about. Well, this is a perfect example is the first part is we've got to start. Once we start, great things can happen. So these are the type of things that maybe you can use as, uh, you know, motivational things that to send out to clients or to, you know, reassure them that, you know, you've thought this through, but nothing is going to happen if you don't at least take that initiation to start a process, which is exactly what we guide people through for a lot of our clientele. They're brand new to fitness or really never have jumped in. Got to start somewhere. And I think this applies to us as trainers as well. Think about how you started the you know, the, the thoughts of you want to be a personal trainer. Why did you want to be a personal trainer? And then you started to maybe get excited about exercise and started to get excited about fitness. And then seeing that there was a lot behind just the fitness wall with biomechanics and human movement, science and assessments and programming. And so just think in order to be great, we had to keep digging deeper into education. That's something Mar Marty and I preach about all the time that you have to keep learning. You have to keep growing and even though that's not part of the main thing that we're going to talk about with some of these quotes that you found and by whom, I think it's very important for us to also step back and think about it for our clients, but also as for, you know, for ourselves. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, education, fitness are those race with no finish line. We're always moving forward. And every so often, you know, we may need a little motivation ourselves to get back on track with our fitness program or our next education piece, right? So as we go in here to quote number one, you know, this one, 
is a very short, very easy quote to kind of digest. What is simple to do is also simple not to do. But, you know, when do you know that my correctives, very simple. It's, it's not hard, but it'd be easy for me to say, you know what? I don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I don't want to get up. I want to sleep until 545 or six o'clock. But I know if I do those correctives every single day, everything else kind of starts falling into place for me. So it's not hard. I have the knowledge on how to do them, but it's all it would also be very simple not to do those. And this goes really well into anything whether it's grabbing a book and studying a little bit more, even 15 minutes a day, whether it's getting your clients to do something as simple as self-myofascial techniques. Very simple to do, but very simple not to do. And this is where we're going to start to hear excuses. We can bring this to the attention of, we can all make excuses of not to do something. I fall victim to this often. And, you know, scheduling is very important. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to figure out what's important to you. And then you've got to make it a priority. And something as simple, like you said, as foam rolling or taking the time to do some correctives. Uh, I, I've told you guys in the past about my neck and laying in this traction unit for 10 minutes a day and then doing a few follow-up corrective exercises has kept me out of surgery and I get to lay there for 10 minutes. I'm in a contraption so nobody can tell me to go do something because I'm actually stuck in this machine. But guys, it's really important too to really think about what's in, where are your priorities, set your calendar, and then have your clients do the same because we have to lead by example. Yeah, and I've always gone into when I'm doing my coffee talks, people ask questions all the time about different things. And first and foremost is if you want to see someone's priorities, see what they accomplish and get done in a day. So if you leave things for the end or the this or the that, mm, is it a priority and are you going to get it done? So time block, right? There's nothing wrong with putting these things into your calendar, whether it's your clients having their appointments with you, whether it's you getting up or take, carving time out of your day to get what done, uh, what you feel is necessary. So simple, but we got to make a plan for sure. Well, and I also want to add another point for those of you guys that are doing things online or you're working with clients still, you know, over virtual Zoom or, or, you know, if you're sending text messages or little bits of, of information to your clients, sometimes sending out some of these quotes mm -hmm. really hits home because it makes them think about things. And you can also elaborate what it means to you. So in a communication, instead of like, did you log your food or did you do your exercises today or you want to provide something motivational. I think that's that's really, really good and important. And it opens up the lines. But sometimes throwing some of these these quotes in, I think, can also be very powerful. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people use us uh, partially as motivational sources, right? Yes, they're hoping we have the knowledge, but that motivation is a key part of it. So why not take it to the next level? Marty, have you read the book, The Power of Now? I have. It's been a while, but yes, indeed. If so not, now, you guys should look into it. Maybe that will be our next um, <laughs> our next talk going back to our, our, our books. Right. <laughs> now, this one's very uh, key to me. Um, I'm biased to Mark Twain because he's actually buried in Elmira, New York, where I, I live. My parents have lived for 30 plus years. So it, it, everybody knows if you live in the area uh, that I grew up in upstate New York about Mark Twain. But, you know, how easy and simple is this? And you now he lived 100 years ago, basically. 20 years from now, you'd be more disappointed by things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So, you know, yes, we could take this into things in our life and our family, but let's talk about fitness first, right? I doubt someone's going to be 50, 60, 70 years old and being upset that they kept themselves in great shape, right? So, you know, you've got to kind of 
look at it and be like, you know what, now is the time for me to be the best version of me. And years from now, I may pay the price for not doing it, right? So if you look at the statistics of people that age well, it's what they did in their 30s, 40s, 50s, that really then perpetuate the healthy lifestyle that they have in their 70s and 80s. So, you know, you're going to look back and be like, man, I wish I would have taken better care of myself. I don't want that regret. I want to live healthy now and I want to live healthy later. So I think that this is uh, critical in all aspects of life, but we are giving it a little bit of a fitness twist today. And one of the things too, I would suggest if you guys are into quotes and, and this is really kind of hitting home, take this quote specifically and put it on the consent form or their park queue, put that at the very top. It's the first thing that they're going to read, the first thing that they're going to see. So when you sit there and say, today's the day to start, because 20 years from now, you're going to look back and say, you know what? I sat here. I made that commitment. I started my journey today and look where it's brought me 20 years later. And so, like you said, Marty, there's never anyone that's been upset that they started 20 years ago getting into fitness. However, there are people that really have never gotten into a fit fitness regimen or any kind of program that's going to really get them on a better journey. And today's the beginning of the day to start because 20 years from now, you're going to be grateful that you did. And I think this is something that really can hit home, especially for those that are just beginning a, a journey with you. Yeah. And it goes by quick, man. Um, when, you know, I had a bigger birthday at the end of last November turned 50 and I'm like, I kind of remember my 30th birthday, but then I look forward like, okay, I want to live incredibly healthy the next 20 years and hit 70 and still be doing the exact same things I want to do now. Right. So, you know, this is where I, I love your idea, putting it on the park queue when you and I were creating this PowerPoint you know, we didn't talk about that. Things just kind of come to us as we go through it. So I think that that is incredibly important to get people to really focus on the why. And that's a whole nother book that we can talk about. <laughs> but um, I'm, ideas just come. I can't help. I'll make some notes. But I love I really it. Like this one. The best person to co-host with y'all is Marty Miller because he has ideas floating all the time. And those of you guys that are joining us live today on the Master Instructor Roundtable with myself, Wendy Batts and Marty Miller, we're talking about some of these quotes that really hit home for us that are very inspirational for us as trainers throughout our journey, as well as for some clients to help motivate them, to help them maybe start to dig deeper into their whys. Sometimes throwing these quotes out or even diving deeper, you'll have your own. Like I said, I told you the two that I kind of live by that are just, you see all the time on the internet or they're cliche, you know, I was like, oh, that's, that's so you, you know, especially the patient's one. <laughs> I really do live by that, just so you know. <laughs> I can vouch. So a goal without a plan. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say yeah. You and I love program design, right? So this is our bread and butter. You and I can talk about program design for hours, right? So people come in, you know, um, and they want to get in shape. They throw all these things around, but they have zero idea how to go about and accomplish it. That's why we always say. The OPT model is your best friend, right? Because that is going to be your plan, no matter what your goals are. So you've taken the certification, you've studied NESM, don't forget it, use it as the, you know, kind of the roadmap for every single one of your clients. So, you know, and the same thing with your career, if you want to get somewhere, you've got to design that plan, be ready for some curves and bumps in the road, but just going day by day, I doubt you're going to get there. Yeah. And this hits home to me 
in all aspects. So think about your family life. What do you want to do with your family? Especially if you have young kids, what do you want them to experience and see with you? You know, talk to your clients about this too. What do you want to do with your family? What do you want to be able to do? Because as a trainer, you can help guide them. You can get them strong enough to go out and start playing, running around with them, you know, being on, on the field or on the court, doing things that they, they can't typically do at that moment in time. But then it, you know, it translates to you with what you said, Marty, and the OPT model. We know that the body adapts every four to six weeks. We can put them on a plan. They have a wish to look a certain way or be in a competition and win. You've got to find out their whys and their and their what's and their hows. And then, again, help them plan. But sometimes bringing this to their attention, like if you don't make a plan and you're not committing to this, then what you're wishing for may never happen unless we have a genie. And if you all find it, please, please send it my way. <laughs> we would do one on that. But, but until that point. But the other thing, too, is this helps hold people accountable. Right. Like if you create that plan after you've spoken to this, you say, hey, this is why fill in the blank. This is part of your plan because your goal is to get here. So it's that kind of that reset because you said this to him at the very beginning that we are going to get you to your goal or towards your goal based on this plan that we're implementing together. Here's what you're responsible for. Here's what I'm responsible for. Everyone's going to have life get in the way, right? Wendy, I know that you've had a lot of travel recently. You've had this, this, this. So I could get back to you and say, hey, Wendy, I know that you fill in the blank. You're worried about your neck. You're this, that, the other. Sometimes people just need that reset. Be like, yes, yes, that is my goal, right? You know, now I'm going to stick to that plan because I don't want to wish it. I want to make it happen. Yeah. And we don't want to wish away time and we don't want to wish away th things just because you have to have the plan. How are you going to get there? And if you guys have even read success magazines, you know, write down what you want to do. Where are you today? Where do you want to be in three years, five years and 10 years from now? And I challenge all of you to do that. Um, my mentor made me do that, sit down and literally write down very specifically. Like if I said I wanted a new car, it wasn't I wanted a new car. It's like I want a black SUV that has this, this and this and it needed to have this engine in it. It was very specific and very detailed because that gave me a very clear vision of what I wanted to do. And then I needed to think of the steps financially and the car's a bad example, maybe, but it's just we can all relate to wanting a car. Um, but I think it's important for us to to really step back and think about what we want. But but plan plan this over time. Do short term. That's why we sit there and even have chapters and talk about this all the time about setting your goals. What are your short term goals? What are your long term goals in all aspects of your life? And if you do that, you will reach the end and look back and say, look where I started and look where I'm at. And maybe you you have a change. Maybe something comes up and your your plan or your wish is something different. And then at that point, you start over. But I challenge y'all to do that because it was very, very difficult for me to do. Mm -hmm. No, great points. And, you know, Wendy, I told you I got to have take the lovely drive down to the Miami airport after this. And the first thing I'm going to do is hit my starting de destination and I'll put my ending destination in Google Maps and it's going to create a plan to get me there in the most effective way possible. But along the way, I may be given choices to take a left, take a right because of things that happen. But, you know, you've got to have that beginning and that end in mind. And then you create that plan. And that's going to give you your best chance to get where you need to be.
There's always detours in life, guys. Always detours. That's not today because I'm on a <laughs> Yes. I'll let you read this one, Wendy. <laughs> you grow in strength in proportion to your willingness to voluntarily confront sequential challenges. That I one's mean, deep, Marty. Take it. I mean, if Jordan Peterson wasn't writing about the OPT model, I don't, I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> He's, I think in his, I, I follow him in his previous life, you know, he and Dr. Mike Clark must have hung out because that is the OPT model right? So you're moving through sequential challenges, which is the OPT model, right? So that's exactly what we do within that model, that undulating periodization. We go from phase to phase to phase, but in life as well, I'm going to challenge all of you. You know, you all want to have a career in this industry. So what's going to be your next sequential challenge? You know, Wendy, um, you know, I've done some uh, lecturing on career road mapping and things like that. And you know what my philosophy is with continuing education. It's an investment, not an expense. I get so frustrated when I hear personal trainers talk about it as if, oh, I have to do continuing education. No, no, no. Thank God I work in an industry that's constantly needing me to grow. Could you imagine the drudgery in my mind if I worked in an industry where there was nothing ever new to learn? And every time, if you do it properly, you're going to get yourself um, a, a more successful career. You can define success however you want, more financial freedom, um, different jobs that you want to do, whatever the case may be. But this is, you know, in the fitness industry, this is exactly what we do with our programming. We're looking for that sequential challenge to get stronger, to grow. And grow could, doesn't mean hypertrophy or muscular development, just grow means in my fitness, in my health. And then also my career, I need to challenge myself. Like, Wendy, you remember, and I remember you asked me this. I said, yeah, I'm signed up for my doctor. You're like, why? I said, I don't know yet, but if I do it, right, how do I not challenge myself to that level and not grow, right? And then from there, a lot of doors have opened up because I had that faith that taking on that challenge and, and stressing myself from a mental strength standpoint was going to help me grow. So I love this quote. Well, and I think that's the big kicker is you have to challenge yourself mentally and physically in order to grow. We, we know this in the gym, you know, we might start out with five pound weights and then move to eight and then 10 and then, you know, whatever the, whatever that path may be until you get to your max effort in whatever muscle you're targeting. That's the same thing in life. And we don't jump from five pounds to a hundred pounds. There has to be growth along the way to hit whatever mark you're trying to hit. You know, I know for, for myself, I hear this often, Marty, you do too. When you go to the gym, like, what can you bench? Well, back in college, I could bench this. Well, you're not in college now. You're an older gentleman that has five kids that are now in college. So what can you bench now? We don't ask those questions anymore. It's more like, what are, what is it that you want to do? What, you know, what do you feel like where are your aches and your pains and where, what is it that you want to do? You don't really hear how much you can bench. It's you want to play golf. You want to be able to play tennis. You want to be able to make it to graduation and walk upstairs if, if you're struggling with that. So it's the little things you've got to challenge yourself each and every way. And strength is a big part of that because that is activities of daily living. And that goes back again, talking with my dad, you guys have heard me talk about him. You know, he's 83 he played golf every single day. He lived on a golf course. He had a noon group. So social wise, like he was, he was out there doing things and then his wife got sick and he stopped. And now he's struggling with walking and balance and can't play golf. And it only took three months for that to happen. 
And so everyone's different and he's challenging himself now to start getting back into doing exercises to make him strong. But now it's not to play golf. It's more to make sure he can still live on his own without having to have assisted help. So it's the little things of how you view some of these quotes that we're talking about and how you can put that in your life, whether it's helping a client see past whatever challenge they're at today to show them that if they continue on this path, they will grow and they will learn from that and they can be something they didn't think they could be. You know, Wendy, and I'll take uh, what you're saying and kind of add one thing to it is we know this from a scientific standpoint, especially after a certain age. If you do not challenge yourself physiologically, we know there's a rapid decrease in health, right? You start to lose muscle mass at a, a one to 2% uh, every year. Like, you know, you could lose up to 10% of your muscle mass in a decade. If you lose your muscle mass, what's going to happen to your BMI? What's going to happen on and on and on? Same thing if you're not moving, what happens to your cardiovascular capabilities? But what happens when you don't challenge yourself mentally? right? Especially later in life, whether it's thirties, forties, definitely fifties and after you've got to continue to challenge yourself because it's not like you're just going to stay status quo. You have a choice. I move forward or I move backwards. So it says voluntarily confront, you know, yes, but you're going to face those challenges one way or the other. It's just, are you going to be ahead of it? So you're in the best position possible or are you going to not do it for a period of time and then really be faced with that challenge? And one more thing I'm going to add to this. If you are a personal trainer that wants to do something different, find someone in the industry that you would like to be like. That's what I did. Marty, I think that's what you did. We found a mentor that we love the philosophy. We like the thought process. I love the in-depth, like detail that this person you know, provided to me. And when I would ask a question and I had to really think about what he was asking because it was so over my head, I, I wanted to be like that. I, so what did I have to do? There were certain steps, but I also connected with that mentor in order to set my journey to get to where I am today. I mean, I know there's a lot of things I could be a lot of smarter in, in different, in different realms, plus probably being a better podcast host, <laughs> but I'm still trying. I try, you can ask my producer, we try all the time to be better, but we're not perfect and we're never going to be perfect. However, you have to keep trying and challenging yourself and getting out of your comfort zone. That's the biggest thing there too. Yeah. And when do you know, like maybe I have a couple of quotes I could put in, you know me, I'm always trying to be the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. And we because did get a, a quote too. It says spot on my dad at 74 o'clocks uh, what 10k steps every day and after an incident his goals was now to walk just to see his friends he's back to 10k good for him right. we're working on it i mean we're not we're definitely not there yet but you know what it's the little things in life sometimes we take for granted absolutely so when he, i i've been purchasing books on quotes for years i love obviously with social media now you can find it but i like having just that physical book kind of scrolling around i highlight i take notes and, you know, cause at the, I think a quote can hit you differently depending on where you're at even that day, right? Reading it in the morning or at night or different times in your life. So, you know, this is the book that I just purchased recently. Um, I don't know the author. I just was searching around. It's a it, 400 plus, I think, um, or 400 of the greatest quotes they say of all time. This is where I got every single one of those out of. But, you know, for me, as we look at our takeaways, is, you know, do you have motivational strategies? Because they are crucial for both yourself and your client. And I think people, 
gravitate to you if you're living that type of lifestyle that they're aspiring to, right? When they're looking for a personal trainer, are you motivating? Are you energetic? Are you walking the walk? Yet we all have our moments, we all have our days, but you are responsible sometimes to be your own kind of battery, right? Because you're not necessarily gonna plug into somebody like a tr somebody your client's trying to plug into you. But Wendy, to your point, that's why you, myself, NASM, our instructors, we do rally around each other. And then you have to remember every client is different. Every, now, I did study some as my doctor. Positive motivation is always good. You're not going to go wrong with positive motivation. Be careful with negative motivation. And then make it fun and inspiring. So, Wendy, you came up with a couple ideas. Say, hey, put this quote here. Put this there. Email. That's awesome, right? So have fun with these things and take a few minutes out of every day to kind of charge your own battery, however that may be. And I'll tell you another thing that you can do is they have these quotes that are awesome. And depending on what your motivation is, they have motivational quotes for basically any and everything. And I have this day-to-day -day calendar and you can rip, rip it off and it's a quote of the day. And often my clients know that I believe heavily in some of this stuff as well. And they say, okay, what's the quote of the day, Bats? Because it's the first thing that we'll do is we'll get up in the morning, look at the quote of the day, mainly to make sure I'm on the right day. And I know what day it is because sometimes they, <laughs> I get a little foggy sometimes. Motivational but, strategy. Uh, exactly. But it's also good too, because it's, then we can talk about it. It gives us something to talk about that's different, but it's also very, like you said, Marty, very positive. It's inspirational. It's like, well, okay, how would you take this in your life? What would that mean to you if, if I said that this is the quote of the day? And it makes it fun. And that's what also brings up that each client is different because what I might say to Marty, Hey, this is the quote of the day, Marty, this is what it means to me. What does it mean to you? And it's something completely different, but it also opens my eyes up to different things going on in their life. That if it's something negative, when the positive, the quote should have been positive, it allows me to dive deeper just to make sure if there's something we need to talk about or adjust on a programming side, because I'm not their therapist, even though sometimes people think I am. Um, it's, it's also good, good. Um, it's a good way to kind of open the door to, to make sure that they're on a, on a good path. Love it. Great. I, I appreciate uh, your take on these. You made me look at things a little different. So I can't <laughs> for that. yeah. And guys, I know this one's a little bit different than what we normally do, but sometimes Marty and I need to do this to clear our own head and also find even more motivation to bring to you guys. But I think on a strategy side, hopefully this was something that if you haven't been doing, maybe you can start doing with your clients just to add a little more um, depth into your conversation. But if you have questions or you want us to discuss a topic, always feel free to email me at wendy.bats at nasm.org, or you can find me on Instagram at wendy.bats13. And my information is right here. We'll start here with Instagram, dr.martymiller72, and then email marty.miller at nasm.org. So Wendy, thanks for your take on all these. I love today's topic. You know, you know me, I love quotes. So anytime we can talk about them, it was great. And for all of you that joined us this week, thank you so much. And of course, please join us again next week on the Master Instructor Roundtable.